0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Improper Football. I'm Mark. And I'm Biz, And we've got a lot to talk about this week. We're in the middle of the final preseason week of football. Uh, Although I'm a little confused about this year's schedule just because next week isn't the start of the regular season. There is a week off. Yeah. Uh, I had actually mentally thought up until about a week ago or so that it was just going to start next week, and then the regular season was going to end at the normal time because we've gone to 17 games in 18 weeks. But no, there's just a week off after free season football. Nice. I mean, nice, but it's also just kind of like, ah, I want to get going.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Although, before we get into improper football, we must talk about proper football for a second absolutely. because the big news of the week, well, certainly where I'm concerned, and to be honest, is dominated the sports world this week. Um, is obviously the return of a certain... Number seven, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, back to his boyhood club, Manchester United. So, uh, I want to get your thoughts and see see what if you know that much about
0: it, or so I've been keeping up with the story. I was forwarding you the the stories as they were happening. I don't know if like you are uh, far ahead of me when I said that because I think I got them about like five ten minutes after they those.
1: In fairness, you you did. I actually when you texted me, that was when I knew it was official because you probably followed this. I thought he was going to go to Manchester City. Because Me too. Because that was the...
0: That was where the first news broke. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if Manchester United just outbid them rapidly.
1: No, I think it was... Uh, interestingly, it was definitely a, a kind of an emotional response. Because I think if you, if you delve a little bit deeper, everyone was saying how some of his former teammates were actually texting him and saying, you can't go to Man City. You just oh. can't. And I think it's got to the stage where, obviously... Cristiano Ronaldo doesn't actually need to win anything else in his career. He's done it all. He's one of the greatest players of all time, as much as I can't stand him. But, um, <laughs> that's, uh, it's partly what we were saying. It's the sort of Tom Brady effect that everyone hates a winner. And um, If they keep winning or they keep yeah, doing wonderfully, and, you're well, just like, also, let somebody else have he's it. A, he is also just really annoying, and he's a prima <laughs> donna. But he's, a, he's, an, he's an amazing player, and it's great for the league in a way that he's back but um, I think it was emotional because I thought he was definitely going to go to City and then all of a sudden at the 11th hour Man United came in for him and I, th- I think it's good because he is a legend at that club I mean what he did in those first six years and he was, he was only like 18 when he signed for them um, mm-hmm. he was amazing um, but it's going to be a great season I mean with him with him coming back to the league it's obviously not that the league needs that much more kind of you know um, impetus but Uh, it's going to be it's going to be great to see him play and and to be honest Man United could challenge for the title if he if he fits in right away so but
0: yeah I mean like being a bigger fan of improper football than I am of proper football it's uh I saw the name in the headline I'm like oh that's one of the like two biggest (laughs) names it's Ronaldo and Messi and both of them moved
1: yeah for
0: completely uh, different reasons I've got to
1: be again Messi going I never thought I would see the day when he would leave Barcelona I thought a, a bit like Kobe you know you, you you get these players in sports that are iconic with a certain club or Sinandas Tom Brady with, with a certain the Patriots club. So, yeah. Derek Jeter with the Yankees right. and and so uh, Peyton Manning with the Colts. and then but then you you sometimes think in their second act they actually I mean you obviously look at Tom Brady and Messi is still in my mind uh, there's always that massive debate as him and Ronaldo are the greatest players of the generation Asking me, I would always take Messi over Cristiano Ronaldo, but I'm, sh- I'm sure maybe people would disagree with me. But um, I-, I think Messi still has a lot to give, and to be honest, if he if he fits in with PSG, they could be a really scary team this year. So, so yeah, both both are, you know, most famous footballers in the world are on the move. So yeah, but maybe we should move on to uh, improper football now.
0: I think so. But <laughs> before moving on to that, I just want to point out that you might be hearing all these wonderful sounds around us. Oh, we're actually in a new place this week. When we are we are now out at True Respite out in Durwood, Maryland, enjoying a couple of wonderful outdoor beers. And it sounds like even though the it's Brood X that was earlier this summer for the cicadas, it sounds like they've got their own little swarm that's somewhere over here. <laughs> yes,
1: I thought they'd gone, but um, clearly they're, they're somewhere somewhere near. It here, may so. may
0: have been some a, a completely different swarm that's just smaller. Yeah, true. But sure. we
1: we do also. There is some big news in the improper football world, too. Um, there is. Namely, Deshaun Watson. Um, the news broke yesterday that he possibly may be, well, getting traded to the Dolphins. Um, so what, what, are your, what are your thoughts on that?
0: My thoughts on that are we've been hearing about Deshaun Watson going to the Dolphins for a little bit at this point. Really? Uh, throughout the entire offseason, oh. uh, okay. uh, we knew that the Texans were looking to see if they needed to move on from him. What could they do? I know that the head coach and the general manager were still trying to repair the relationship, but then with all the allegations and the pending lawsuits that are going up against him, you might wonder if the organization is just looking to say, hey, he doesn't want to be here. We're trying to repair this relationship with somebody who has all these issues with us, Yeah. but there also may be some distractions that aren't going to be beneficial for the team. So they're probably going to at least figure out where they can kick the tires or who's going to kick their tires. The thing that I was concerned about with that is I was looking at the the stories that were going around on the internet, and it seems like the lo- the news the news source that first broke it wide yesterday was Bleacher Report. Yeah, and while Bleacher Report being connected to CNN, they tend to have a lot of like big stories. They tend to be a lot more buzzwordy and clickbaity than the other. Uh, news outlets Sports news outlets right. are concerned Like it's not CBS Sports right. It's not Sports Illustrated And it's not ESPN right. So I've seen a lot of This person might be going to this place Or what did this person say in this thing coming from Bleacher Report Right.
1: As in it's more news rather than a sort of done deal
0: yeah, it's right. it's more like this what are people saying it's it's like it's more of a gossip channel. Yeah. Now, it did later get picked up by a couple of other news sources. I see CBS Sports and I see USA Today have both been talking about a lot of like, well, this team has been in conversation with them and this team has been in conversation with them. If the Texans are looking to move on from Deshaun Watson, uh they are likely looking at this year as a t- complete wash and they will likely then be competing for uh that first pick. Again. Well,
1: I I mean, I agree with that because really he he was I mean last year he was really the the person that made I mean he had a great season they what they finished 4 and 11 11 or something 4
0: and 12 5 and 11 something like that he had 4,800 yards or so and he was extremely dynamic as a passer And and then obviously
1: and that was the first year they they didn't have DeAndre Hopkins as well yeah and so yeah I can see if if he doesn't play for them and he moves on then they're yeah they could well be competing for that first pick so. they
0: could be competing for that first pick especially when you see the rest of the roster they lost will fuller uh yeah. who went to the dolphins yeah uh their number one receiving target now is brandon cooks who has is a former first round pick he's who good. has a lot of talent but he's really a burner and that's really what it does is he just goes I guess over the top
1: here would be another question though if he does go to the dolphins what what do you think that means for tua
0: i think tua may be involved in the trade that brings oh, him oh over I the see. Okay,
1: okay. So it'd be like a swap. Basically.
0: Yeah. Because if you're bringing Deshaun Watson over to the Dolphins, you're not bringing in somebody to be a distraction while you're developing a quarterback. Right. You're bringing in Deshaun to be to the To be guy. the starter. He's not going to mentor this guy because Deshaun is there now. And Tua has been the de facto starter for this entire offseason. Right. So it really depends on if you think the rest of the Dolphins roster is good enough to win a division. Uh, you and I both think that they have a very, very good roster and yeah. it's all based off of Tua. Yeah. Yeah, I do think if you put Deshaun Watson on that team, then you're going to have at least an 11-win team out of the Dolphins. And you might even have a 13-14-win team out of that because the rest wow, of, that, really? well, the rest that, of that roster are so good. We talked about that last but you
1: week. Do, you do, I mean, it's not just about <laughs> the roster. You have to play. I mean, do you remember, was it, I don't know, six or seven years ago when was it like Philadelphia, Vince Young said, oh, we're the dream team. And on paper, they they, put, that was, they That was
0: a decade ago. Really? It was actually god, a decade I'm ago. Because that age was now. when Vince Young and Michael Vick were both on the team. Right. At the same and,
1: time. And, and, you know, you could argue on paper that year, they probably did have the best team. And they were, they were rubbish. They were, like, god awful that year,
0: weren't they? Like, yeah. But when I'm talking about how good the Dolphins' roster is, I'm not talking about, like, well, they look good on paper. Last year, they were a 10 they win were, team. They, yeah, that's fair enough. The, the, the out, team outside looking in uh, into the playoffs. And you could argue that the only reason why they didn't make it into theirs because we were bouncing back and forth between Fitzpatrick and Tua yeah. while they were developing Tua. Well, if it's just Tua, right. you don't know. Yeah.
1: Well, and there's also that weird seeding thing, which we don't need to talk about now. But. Don't need to talk about. Yes,
0: yeah. Anyway, I think we can put that to bed for the time being. And we do have a couple of other things to talk about. We are going to be addressing the AFC and NFC North divisions. And we are going to be talking about quarterbacks that we feel strongly about in the draft in one way or another. But before then, I had my first fantasy (laughs) draft last night. Woohoo! This fantasy draft is the longest fantasy league that I've been in. I believe this is year number 21 for us. And, yeah, I've been in this one ever since. That's impressive. Yeah, we've been doing this. This is actually... Since you
1: were three or four. Since (laughs) I was three or four,
0: exactly, exactly. Not Uh, my freshman year in college, anyway. This is a league where a bunch of people who play games with me from back in the day, we just kept up doing fantasy football. This is an eight team league. And while I think that my team looks amazing, remember that if you're in an eight team league, these teams are usually gonna look a lot better than a normal one just because the first round ends after eight picks and then comes back. So if I could take a quick look at what the, all right, so here's the recap of what my draft looked like. I had a second pick in the draft. And I ended up getting Dalvin Cook, then Travis Kelsey, DeAndre Hopkins, David Montgomery, James Robinson, Russell Wilson, Adam Thielen, Justin uh, Justin Herbert. Those are my first eight picks. To give you an idea about like how deep you can go, I have a 13th pick, Kareem Hunt. Oh. I have an 18th pick, Michael Thomas. Wow. And I have a 22nd pick, Jameis Winston. I
1: mean, looking at your team, it's, it's obviously... a an amazing team, but you're right. With an eight-team league, it's pretty much every team is going to have an excellent. First. So it's hard to kind of predict how how good your team is over other teams. Because, like you say, in an eight-team league, it's almost hard not to pick a pick a good team because there's always going to be great great picks. But I mean, on on paper, your team looks. I, we we did talk about running backs, but again, Dalvin Cook with the second pick. If I was drafting second, I would probably, to to me, we we don't need to rehash this, but it was uh, Derek Henry and Dalvin Cook would be the two most consistent picks in terms of if I was picking first or second, I might do that. Because the others, you just don't know about their injury history.
0: You don't. And I ended up picking a lot of halfbacks in this draft. Uh, One of the things that Barrage mentioned while we were, while I first showed him this, is how many bench spots are in this team. Now, given the fact that there are eight teams in this league, You don't necessarily have to worry about depth because even though you are playing multiple of each position in your starting lineup, the fact that there's only eight teams means that you can usually have a lot of players on your bench and not have to worry. Although, I've already initiated a potential trade that I want to go for. Which is? So, we we talked a little bit before about my opinion on uh, taking particular players based off of whether or not they're vaccinated or not. Just based off of the fact that you don't know if they're going to be Available every single week of the season, and nobody's going to know whether or not that's the case, even if you are vaccinated. Given what we've seen so far, but the first four rounds of this draft were auto drafted for me before I could get online. And even <laughs> though I'm happy with three of the first four picks, <laughs> right. DeAndre Hopkins is kind oh, of a yes. he was kind of your, a problem.
1: He was on your no pick list. He was the one what
0: I, I should have already removed him no from my list. board. From my board, but I've already offered to a player in the league deandre hopkins in exchange for a wide receiver that's taken after deandre hopkins uh which is dk metcalf you know I, i've got <laughs> i've got to represent the seahawks i think that you should just f-
1: pick the seattle team well no <laughs> because if i pick the
0: entire seattle team then when they have their bye week then i'm just gonna have nobody so i think i've only got one seattle player on the whole no i've got yeah. two i've got their kicker jason myers and i've got russell wilson but I would easily, I would be more than happy to trade away DeAndre Hopkins over DK Metcalf. I actually think that right now, DeAndre Hopkins is the better wideout. not I don't even think that's a hot take.
1: No, I, I, I would, t- I mean, on pure, yeah, drafting. Yeah, yeah, I would take him over DK Metcalf.
0: But give, based off of how I feel the season may or may not go, I would be worried week in and week out, uh, out if two hours before the game, suddenly there's an announcement that says DeAndre Hopkins is on the reserved COVID list and won't play this week. Granted, that can happen with anybody in this league, but for the players that have made it known that they are not a big fan about getting vaccinated or have not answered whether or not they're vaccinated or not, for a person who's looking for a reliable lineup week in and week out, it's just one of those things I'm keeping in mind.
1: Yeah, and that's fair enough. I mean, looking at your team again, it's interesting. I mean. Jamar Chase, I think, could be excellent. That you know, he, He's a kind of... I wouldn't say sleeper, but everyone's talking about him. And I think, again, if Joe Burrow comes back and does what he did at the beginning, because he looked really good last year before he got injured, he could be really good. I mean, who was... The, oh, T Higgins as well. Mm-hmm. He's another one. Interestingly, one of your picks, because I picked Adam Thielen last year, mm-hmm. and he was pretty mediocre, to, to put it... <laughs> to, to, to give him a compliment. He was not very good, and so... It's it's interesting to me because before that he he was you know he was just brilliant you know he he would cap but he doesn't seem because they got Justin Jefferson now too he doesn't seem as productive and so you know that that's in that's a that's a kind of interesting pick there that but-
0: that's one season though with Adam Thielen during True. a season where it's really really hard to evaluate if anybody was going up or down based on how everything last year went right but also consider that the previous season in the 2019 season Adam Thielen had Stefan Diggs opposite him to be able to take attention away from him right and even though Justin Jefferson proved to everybody that he is likely just as talented as Stephon Diggs though still probably a few years away from being at the level that Stefan Diggs is in right now right Adam Thielen was getting draws from the CB1 on the other side a lot more consistently than he had in the past. Right. Uh, up until the end of the season. Yeah. So, I think we can put that to bed for the time being. And I can, See, you
1: got a good team. I, so I'm happy with yeah. the
0: team, but I again, you mentioned before, it's going to be really, really hard to end up with a team that didn't look good based off of the fact that it's an 18, 18 league. Leagues, yeah. My second draft is actually going to be tonight with a work team, a okay. uh, work league, and... I, I'm really, really excited about this this one that we got tonight. How uh, many teams? I believe there are twelve teams in this. Okay, league. well that's good. It's a good one. Uh, it does mean that if in a twelve-team league, I prefer to be somewhere around six or seven in those spots, just so I can make sure that I don't have to like wait a long time a long time picks. between yeah.
1: picks. I kind of always like picking. I sometimes like picking last in the first round because then you get two picks straight together in it. You get the first you're, back you're back kind to back. of like okay, which two picks? Can I can I take
0: so, yeah. So, let's talk a little bit about these divisions. So we've shared our opinions about the East divisions and the South divisions. Although,
1: oh, I just got some breaking news from ESPN. That apparently, J.K. Dobbins is out for the
0: season. I did see that earlier. Okay. Uh yeah, J.K. Dobbins <laughs> well, suffered. A genius appointment. <laughs> uh, J.K. Dobbins suffered some kind of injury that uh, at last night's game, where he is going to be out for the entire season. They are now wondering if Gus Edwards is going to be the guy to take the ball the rest of the way. Normally, they like to run with multiple running backs. Yeah, because I
1: I remember last year, there there were two, two, um, they had like a two-back system, didn't they?
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. So.
0: So North Divisions. North Divisions, nice. So we have the AFC North, AFC uh, AFC North and NFC North. Uh, Where do you want to start?
1: Let's go Let's go with the NFC North um, because it's a division that I probably don't know as well as the AFC North. I, I have a kind of affinity with the AFC North division because my, my better half is from Northeast Ohio. So mm-hmm. I kind of have an affinity for the Cleveland Browns. Even well, though they're then not why really don't we start team. there? Let's okay, start with fine. the AFC North. <laughs> okay, fine. Why not?
0: So the AFC North last year took a big step forward as far as like how competitive the teams are. Yeah. for several years almost like a decade the Ravens and the Steelers had essentially been the only teams with any type of competition out of theirs although you did have like a five-year stretch at the beginning of the Dalton era where they made the Bengals made the playoffs but was just never competitive in the playoffs yeah they'll so get there and just lose they'll get there and just lose so what are your thoughts on the division this year
1: honestly I think it's going to be a really competitive it's a really competitive division it's always been a really competitive division and I think because the Browns have got better over the last couple of years. I think I think it, it, it could arguably be the toughest division in football. I know people talk about, they reckon the Steelers probably will, you know, may, you said it a couple of weeks ago when we were doing this, you said they may shit the bed for want of a better word. I, I still think because they're the Steelers, I still, I still, I can't see them not contending. I think on talent, on talent, on paper, I agree that they're probably... They're probably the least talented team in that division because Ben Rothlisberger is getting on a bit, um, although they do have some really talented wide receivers. But, you know, they probably have the best head coach in the NFL. People want to play for him. And he's not someone that's gonna kind of sell for not being competitive. That said, I do think the Ravens and the Browns are probably the two most talented teams in the division. And so I could see I think the Ravens are going to win the division. Cincinnati is a tricky one because, I, well, no one really knows what's going to happen with Joe Burrow. If he comes back and plays as well as he did last year, they could they could contend. They've got some really good young uh, wide receivers, so they could contend. I, I, I think, personally, I think the Steelers are probably going to finish third and Cincinnati may finish fourth. Um, and I, I, I think, ironically, it could be a team... Well, actually, I oh don't know, because there's seven. So you're always going to get two teams from every di- division. Um, I would say the Ravens are, are, are going to win it again because I think they do have the most talent. Um, I just think with the Browns, the Browns are just so inconsistent. I can see last year they did well to get in the playoffs and obviously that game against the Steelers was amazing. But I can see them this year just stinking up the joint, as the yeah. Americans say and I just don't see they don't seem to have that consistency Um, on talent they should probably win the division but I can't see it happening so I have a
0: I have a a similar affinity to northeast Ohio I lived in Cleveland for seven years of my life so when I'm thinking about whether or not the the Browns if they're going to be able to keep the momentum going forward or if they're going to be uh, subject to the, the talent that the rest of the division has, it's, it's, it's tough to be able to say whether or not they will.
1: The good
0: news about that team is they haven't lost anybody major on right. that team throughout this, this offseason. Yeah. They still return everybody that's, that's an impact player. They're going to be getting back Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. this season. And a lot of people in the league and a lot of analysts uh, outside the league are looking at the addition of Odell Del Beckham as something that's actually going to be a major, major improvement. I think it's going to be a bigger improvement than what a lot of us skeptics think that it's going to be like. Just because the first year that he was with Baker, Baker was still fairly raw and really didn't know how to drive the Ferrari that is Odell Beckham. (laughs) Last year, Baker proved that he can not gunsling as much and just be patient and just find the open person. Be a better than
1: average game manager. Be a better than average game
0: manager. And if you've got a Ferrari on your team, then you may be able to take advantage of that. So that all depends on if Odell can come back strong. I am predicting that the Cleveland Browns are going to win the division. Okay. And part of the reason why that's the case is you touched on it before. J.K. Dobbins is out for the season. So they don't have a lot of depth of halfback on a team that loves to run the ball. So if you've only got Gus Edwards and you've only got Lamar Jackson as your main two, granted, those are both great. But are you going to be throwing it up to Justice Hill or Nate McCrary or Tyson Williams? Mm. And I'm literally just reading off their roster right now. <laughs> uh, are Maybe one of those those running backs could be able to step up but it's hard when you have such a load heavy offense and you have running backs on the team that aren't used to that type of load in the NFL the other thing that concerns me is the lack of wide receiver depth that you have on the Ravens they they drafted Hollywood Brown a couple of years ago agree, and he has a lot of talent you know being the cousin of Antonio Brown probably means you've got a lot of talented athletic traits but the rest of he but he hasn't shown a lot so far um you drafted rashad bateman in the first round this past year we'll see if he's anything great as well and the biggest veteran that they have on the team is Sammy watkins who maybe is trying to finally prove that he can be the number one which he's been really trying to be ever since he left buffalo yeah so you just don't know and I'd much rather be in a situation where I knew rather than not. Right. They still have a, a good defense although yep. they lost Matthew Judon. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's true. pretty big. Yeah. yeah. So I think the Ravens are closer to a 10 and 17 than they are a 12 and 5 team. Okay. And I think that the Browns have a high ceiling of being closer to the 13 and 4 or 14 and 3 team although I'm probably mm-hmm. going to predict them closer to the 11 and 6. 6. Yeah. Somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah. I think that the Steelers even though I'm down on the Steelers because i I'm down on Ben Roethlisberger. They don't have a consistent halfback on that team. No, they don't. Uh, Their wide receiving options are all above average. Uh, Juju Smith-Sushu can either be great or can be not. True. But the thing that's going to really keep them in that division is that defense. When you've got any defense that's led by TJ Watt, you're going to be in the game on a consistent basis. I don't like giving passes either. But given the fact that joe burrow as a rookie who was looking very very good and starting to really hit his stride hit an a- injury it was an acl tear right yeah so acl tear that for kept like them out eight,
1: from, eight nine games or something
0: yeah um i don't like giving passes but i think that the Bengals are going to stumble this season yeah. i yeah. think if joe burrow looks if had anywhere
1: yeah he he may have progressed he may. Yeah. But
0: an ACL tear is one of those things where it may take you a year to get back to being in plain shape, and then it may take you another year to get back into what you're comfortable with. Mm.
1: Isn't that the same injury that Carlton Wentz had? Yeah. And again, you see, that's that's the thing. It's like, I, I, I hate to be sort of doom and gloom, but but I can't help but thinking it sounds bad, but, but maybe we've already seen the best of Joe Burrow, which you hope isn't the case.
0: I don't think we have. Um, I just don't think but, that this is his season. But,
1: but it's it's so hard when you get a rookie quarterback come in and they they start amazingly, or not amazingly, but they start show a lot of promise like Joe Burrow did, and then suddenly they have a horrible injury, like Carson Wentz, who was brilliant, and, and it just takes so much time to get back. And, and Carson Wentz has never been the same again. Yeah, maybe he will. Who knows? But I, I doubt it. And Joe Burrow, you, I just, I sometimes think when you get someone that has an injury that that serious, it's it's hard for them to come back and be as good again. But I, ho- I mean, hopefully he will. But but yeah,
0: yeah. So we disagree on who's going to win the division, but we both believe that the Steelers are probably third. And yeah. I, although I think we both put them in completely different places. I think I'm putting them closer to nine or eight wins. And with the Steelers. With the Steelers.
1: Yeah, I would. I mean, I I reckon maybe. Yeah, I don't remember. Know, Mike Tomlin about,
0: has never had a losing. Yeah, season Yeah,
1: I mean, no, I I would put them in around that that category. I mean, I I don't think they're going to be like six and eleven or something like that. I think I don't yeah. know. Like you say, I just they're the team with the with the sort of pedigree in that division. So I the idea that they're going to be like. Four and thirteen. Just, like, just I, can't, I can't. I can't. Yeah, yeah I just, I can't.
0: The organization's too well run. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: We have a breaking news in the NFL. Uh, it's, it's nothing much, uh, but we do have breaking news that does connect to the division we're about to talk to. Okay. Uh, or talk about. Harrison Smith, the safety from the Vikings, has just signed a four-year extension worth sixty-four million dollars. Oh wow! So he's going to okay. be remaining with the Vikings. He was one of the bright spots on the team last year, even though the defense overall pretty much suffered. And he is now the second highest paid safety in the league. Second highest only to the Seahawks is Jamal Adams. Oh, Jamal, yeah. yeah, yeah. So going with there, we have the Vikings, the Lions, the Packers, and the Bears. I don't think it's, I don't think I'm going out on a limb at this point <laughs> by saying that I think the Packers are gonna win the division.
1: I thought you were gonna say You don't think you're going out on a limb, but you think the Packers are gonna come last in the league. (laughs) No, I don't think that's possible. And Aaron Rodgers will say bye-bye.
0: There are very few (laughs) quarterbacks in this league that have a talent of being able to will their teams to victory. And despite how I feel about Aaron Rodgers overall, he is one of those quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, Russell Wilson, please can, tell. I mean, like he's just kind of a spoiled. Like Cristiano
1: Ronaldo, right? I mean, I, he, it's entirely possible. Yeah, yes, exactly. But I, I, I yeah. just
0: always thought that Aaron Rodgers is kind of a baby and is a sore loser in a lot of points. Yeah, although absolutely. he's arguably been the best quarterback in yeah. the league over the past decade, unless you want to just say Tom he's Brady a, got a, more a prima rings. Right. He's a bit of a prima donna. Not as bad as Roethlisberger is, though. But right. the Packers have just too good of a team overall they've got arguably the best wide receiver in Devontae Adams they have a arguably top eight or seven running back in Aaron Jones uh Aaron Rodgers put him wherever you want is he above Tom is he above Pat Mahomes is he above Josh Allen he's he's in the conversation if you say he's he's the best yeah I can't argue
1: top two or three somewhere around there I would say
0: yeah uh they have a very good defense uh, they have arguably a the top second or third cornerback in the league in Jair Alexander. Their safeties are really good. Where they really struggle a lot is in their their pass protection linebacker core, but if that's the only spot that they're soft in, that's you you're yeah, usually doing yeah, fine. Yeah. Matt LaFleur hasn't yet had a season where he's had less than what? Has he had thirteen wins each of his seasons as a head coach? So I think their floor is eleven wins and I think their ceiling is sixteen and one.
1: Really? I wow, think, that's a bit. That's a bit of a hot take, actually.
0: I don't think so. Like, what team? You think in, they
1: can potentially only lose one match? Like, yeah, if they play against season? the Bucks. I mean, I guess I don't know their schedule, but
0: um, they're probably going to beat the Seahawks, even though I don't want them to.
1: Yeah, but oh, look, look, it's hard to go six. It's hard to go sixteen. It is hard one. to go sixteen. I mean, and one. I think that's the thing. Like every year, you know, people always predict, and and often, I mean,
0: I like think that's said that's where they're ceiling. That's not ceiling, where I'm predicting. Where you predict? I guess fair enough. Yeah. Okay,
1: so hot take packers are probably going to win the division
0: <laughs> probably now the next question is is your hot take that the lions with Jared Goff are going to be the worst team in the league is are, is the Justin Fields led Chicago Bears going to end up being the surging team that makes it into a better spot than they did last year i mean they made the playoffs last year with who is their quarterback with Mitch Trubisky yeah and Nick <laughs> Foles competing for yeah. the job I mean, the rest of the team clearly looks like it's fine. Khalil Mack's still one of the best edge rushers in the yeah, league. Yeah. Eddie yeah. Jackson, one of the best safeties in the league. And I think everybody, we talked about this before, everybody keeps forgetting that Alan Robinson is still phenomenal. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's very good. I don't have a lot of confidence in the Vikings overall. <laughs> uh, and it's more you than just... drafting Kirk Cousins. Well, it's more than just the fact that Kirk Cousins is, isn't vaccinated. like. I'm going off of all my predictions based off of the fact that I am assuming nobody is going to lose time for COVID. If, things, if people lose time for COVID, that changes everything, of course. You will see some things happen, but I'm just going to assume that the teams do what they need to do. Kurt Cousins doesn't take a lot of risks. And the problem is, is that when you don't take a lot of risks as the person in charge, you may not be able to wheel your team to a lot of victories.
1: Yeah.
0: I think that the ceiling for the Vikings is around 10 to 9 wins I think that their floor is somewhere around five to six wins and I think they're going to end up around seven or eight
1: yeah I so I mean my like you said I agree I think the Packers are going to win the division I don't think it takes that much to see them winning the division They, they have the most talented team and they have you know one of the greatest quarterbacks who ever lived so unless something go seriously wrong. The one thing I will say is th- th- there's a very dodgy line in the sort of chemistry obviously with Aaron Rodgers and Matt Lafleur and obviously everything that happened this se- uh, like in the summer with what what was going on and, and you- it- it's a very precarious thing and I just wonder if some something happens where it may implode that maybe something might happen with the Packers where they they may not be as good because the chemistry just isn't there or you know, the relationship between the head coach and Aaron Rodgers isn't great. So that's just my one thing, but I do think they're going to win the division.
0: If I could touch on that for a second.
1: Yeah.
0: Aaron Rodgers was angry at the the organization last year. And True, what he did. yeah. yeah. He no, only one enough.
1: MVP. Fa- fair enough. But, you know, it is obviously, a, I think, a precar- precarious situation. And I think it, it just takes maybe something to kind of you know, light, light, the, the flame, and maybe something could go wrong. I don't think it. You're right that they, they've somehow managed to make it yep. work, and they clearly don't really like each other, or, or well, certainly
0: Aaron Rodgers doesn't. The general manager and Aaron Rodgers,
1: right? But I also don't even think Aaron Rodgers particularly likes Matt Lafleur, and, and he tolerates him, and and you, you're
0: probably not wrong in that. But right. the only the last thing I'll say before I let you finish with the the rest of the division is, it's clear that Aaron Rodgers has the locker room because you've got people like Devontae Adams who are holding off on rescinding a contract because he wants to play with Aaron Rodgers. Right. Uh, you've got other players in the locker room that have gotten and say Aaron Rodgers is my guy. Uh, I understand that they drafted Jordan Love but Aaron Rodgers is my guy. I'm here to win with Aaron Rodgers. Right. And as if you are a quarterback with a lot of talent and you've got the locker room on your side then you know that the team's going to continue to fight hard. True.
1: I think, I guess I was, I was trying to maybe see a scenario where maybe they might not win the division i think
0: only I, I, if the bears surge
1: yeah i mean i think the bears interestingly the bears are one of those teams like you said i mean last year they weren't actually very good but they got in the playoffs because just the way they was a seventh team and they're, they're always a team again a bit like the steelers they always they always hang their their hats on defense and they have an amazing defense and again that could propel them i think justin feels is going to be interesting. I, I he's looked good this preseason. He has looked really good, and he could be he could be
0: very good. I'm just I wouldn't put almost, it on a rookie to take them that far in his first season. No, though.
1: and I also I don't know. I feel bad because, you know, again through through. You know. my my familial connections. I'm an Ohio State fan <laughs> by by process of. But the interesting thing is, most Ohio State quarterbacks that go into the NFL, are pretty rubbish and so i i feel and i and, and i feel bad saying this but it's like I, I i kind of can't see him being that good because he went to ohio state which is which i shouldn't say but no that's, it's fair criticism that, but that's just my it's gut up reaction. for
0: him it's up to him right to be able to dispel right. the myth
1: and I, I i completely agree and i will say he has looked good and i think people have been saying he's looked good again i just think also I feel sorry for him because he's gone, he's sort of gone to the Bears and the Bears aren't exactly a, 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 a team that breeds amazing quarterbacks. And, and so I sort of, if he'd gone to San Francisco or something, you'd be like, okay, well, yeah, he's with a great, great coordinator in Carl Shanahan or something, or, or well, head coach who, or a coach that knows how to develop quarterbacks. But I will say, I think the Bears probably will finish second. I have to say, I think the Lions might be a surprise. we we chatted about this I actually think Jared Goff might be really good in Detroit oh. and, and I know that that's kind of my hot take I think that it, it, it didn't go well it, it didn't it, well it ended up it, very didn't, ba- end it. Well. it didn't end well in um, with the Rams and I mean and,
0: he still uh, ended up winning a playoff game with a broken thumb right, at the very he, very, and very and end and
1: still I can't remember who was that against remind me don't tell me <laughs> I don't know uh, we, we can just uh, let uh, that yeah, one be okay, there yeah, the we'll look it time. up on Google Um so I just i just have this weird feeling that the opposite might be true. like some like because yes on talent matt's that matt we haven't talked about it but matt Stafford are going to the to the rams you think yes they're going to be really good but it doesn't always work out like that and sometimes it's true. Sure, you need chemistry he- you need chemistry and sometimes that be careful what you wish for and i just think jared goff i don't think he's the most talented like quarterback ever, but I think he's
0: certainly good enough to get to a Super Bowl. Right.
1: Well, exactly. And I think obviously he's he's shown that he's coachable with Sean McVeigh. And I think if 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 somehow it works in Detroit, whether that system or whatever, with Dan they, Campbell, <laughs> no, no, probably not.
0: maybe he will prove us so, all wrong. It's just not a conventional I, I, coach.
1: I think they might be a surprise. I'm not picking them to do anything, but they're all they're almost my sleeper pick. And I do think well in terms of the Vikings, I don't know they're just. A sort of I don't know, blah. I mean, I, I I hate Kirk Cousins too. I can't I just I mean, it's not even the whole vaccination issue that put that to one side. It's just we have this we have this term in England, it's a cricket term that clearly no one's gonna know, but it it kind of sums up Kirk Cousins. It's it's called a they're called a flat track bully, which basically means someone that can get a lot of people out as a bowler who, where the, where the pitch is doing something, but but if you give them a pitch where nothing is happening, they can't get anyone out. And I feel with Kirk Cousins, in the regular season, he's great, he puts up stacks of numbers and he throws for a ton of yards, and then when push comes to shove, nothing really happens. And so, I think the Vikings, I don't think they're gonna finish last, I, I do think the Lions will probably come last, I think the Vikings will finish, I can't see the Vikings getting in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, Kirk Cousins is just sort of blah for me. I can see him again putting up decent numbers. And, and again, from a fantasy standpoint, he, some of them might actually be good. Sure. From a... From a he's a, a stats league, guy. A league standpoint. He's, I, I, you're, I, you're not going to win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins unless you have an amazing defense.
0: Kirk Cousins reminds me a lot of a quarterback from the middle part of the odds named Trent Green Ooh. who always seemed to put up really really good numbers. He was on a team with always a decent offense. Yeah. Always. I think he had like five consecutive seasons with 4000 passing yards. He had a really really interesting career and I was actually a big fan of him. I was always rooting for him in the playoffs, but he just never could seem to shine when the lights were on him. And I see a little bit of Kirk Cousins in that. Last year I think was the very first time that Kirk Cousins won a game in primetime. Uh, up Ooh. until he finally won I forget who it was against but they went 0-9 or Kirk Cousins was 0-9 and then he finally, he finally won a game, won a game. Yeah. It, actually no I think that was he, he, Kirk Cousins on Monday Night Football I think that was his yeah. yes, hat he right. was 0-9 in Monday, Monday Night Football until his last Monday Night Football game last year <laughs> Yeah. the thing that's interesting about the Vikings is they had mo- two of the most intriguing young offensive playmakers in the league Ooh. Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson but you've still got Adam Thielen so it really just depends on how the rest of the team can be cohesive I guess I hadn't
1: really really thought about that I suppose
0: the only thing that I'll add on to this before we move on is it says a lot when your coach publicly states how frustrated he is with your team uh, because of the lack of people wanting to get vaccinated yeah so if the coach is publicly saying that and saying that he's frustrated with how their attitude is you just have to wonder
1: yeah and that's all that these head coaches can can do, really. Yeah, they and, can't and, and force they, they, anybody. They can't. And like you say, it's just about educating people. But, I mean, obviously, look, Kirk Cousins isn't going to get vaccinated unless, I, I don't know, that some situation in his life that may, that may suddenly change his attitude. But mm-hmm. he's obviously not going to get vaccinated. And and c'est la vie as I say, I'm not going to say it is what it is, because my wife always gets annoyed when I say it is what it is. So she hates that saying. So well, it um, is I've changed what it, is. it to C'est Yeah, you can say it, but I can't. So. It is what it is. And <laughs> what it is right it, now is, is we're going to talk about quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. For fantasy Moving on football. Moving on from Kirk Cousins. Moving yeah. on
0: from Kirk Cousins into quarterbacks. <laughs> uh, we got a little bit of time that we can talk about this, I think. Uh, but the quarterbacks in fantasy football this year, they're fairly established. I think a lot of people are going to be taking Pat Mahomes as the first quarterback. I think a lot of people not named Mark are going to be taking Lamar Jackson fairly high as well. Josh <laughs> Allen is likely going to be somebody that gets taken high, but are there any quarterbacks that you can think of that may take that step this year in fantasy football? That you're like, you know what, I'm going to take a take this guy maybe around earlier than normal because I think that this guy is actually oh, going to be somebody big.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I almost I almost don't want to say who they are because. I'm always worried that obviously someone in in our league may listen. And well, yeah, I, this episode's and, going to come out is, before our draft. And this is actually really, uh, re- really tough. But I mean, I guess in some ways it doesn't matter because it depends where you're drafting. Well, instead
0: so, of saying one, why don't you say a few names in no particular few, order?
1: In no particular order. Um, yeah. So I do think I do think Trevor Lawrence is going to be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, if you, I think if you have him as a quarterback in fantasy, I think he's going to be good.
0: Um, losing Travis Etienne is not great
1: no that's true um, I think Kyler Murray again I mean I, I, he's not like uh, he's not, <laughs> so you're not going out on a big limb I'm by saying Kyler Murray is going to be great uh, and again I, I would say like Justin Herbert I, I, again that's not going out on a limb given how amazing he was last year but I think he's he's obviously someone that like no one really knew last year and then he ended up being well from a fantasy standpoint he was amazing so I mean not just fact but he was really good so um yeah I mean I and I think I think some of these you know we just talked about him, Justin Fields I mean if if you're reaching for a quarterback in those later rounds maybe why not right why not why, why not, not take a Justin Fields yeah, why exactly. not take a Trey Lance but I will say you know going back to I think and again, maybe it isn't that much of a reach, but say Matthew Stafford, who, who maybe, like if he was still with the Lions, I don't think a lot of people would think, okay, he might be like my first quarterback taken. Maybe some people, but I think with the Rams with Sean McVeigh he could be. And conversely, I also think Jared Goff again, I know I talked about him, but I think he might be quite good. I don't know, I just have this sneaky suspicion. I could be completely wrong.
0: The only difference I feel be, th- uh, Russell Wilson might be okay. He might well. be okay. Yeah. One thing to consider about the whole Matthew Stafford versus Jared Goff conversation is Matthew Stafford is going to a system that has amazing wide receiver weapons in Cooper Cup and Robert Woods. True. Whereas Jared Goff is going to a situation where you're like, <laughs> you have Tyrell Williams. Right. As the top
1: wide T. J. receiver. TJ Hawkinson or whatever his oh, name is. Oh,
0: you got a really, really good tight end. Yeah. And that's a really, really good place. And I think we Hawkins. mentioned briefly yeah. about the fact that, you know, Jared Goff loves to check down. Yeah, and having a good tight end that can take that is pretty good. DeAndre Swift is a good option there, but I, I really, really think that with what he needs is a really, what Jared Goff really needs is a really, really good wide receiver to be able to take the top and, uh, and extend it during play action because that's where he shines. Without yeah. that, I don't think he's going to be successful. Right. Uh, so let's see. Maybe Amon-Rob St. Brown can be that. Yeah. I do have a couple of thoughts on Matt Stafford I think he has the potential to be a top five quarterback this season I don't know if he's is he Matt Ryan this season or is he going to be closer to a, a, Kirk, in Cousins. a Kirk Cousins or <laughs> he's going to, is he going to put up uh, Aaron Rodgers type numbers he's certainly right. got the arm talent to be able to be something like that or is he just going to be in air raid style offense or see where he can just put up like lots of like long bomb numbers up to people like Cooper Cup and Robert Woods
1: right there's also, I mean, I agree with that. There's also this. We talked about as, as well about picking a quarterback sometimes on a bad team where you know they're losing. And they're, who's? Oh, we were talking about Blake Bortles, wasn't it? A few mm-hmm. years ago, yeah, like where he six threw for losing. over like four thousand yards. Did, yeah, because, because they, they, they just they, kept throwing. Yeah, they, and they were always twenty, twenty-five points down, like late in the fourth quarter, or in the, and so that's all you can do. And so that's a strategy as well. That again, well, well, maybe there is a quarterback that actually is going to. You know, Deshaun Watson last year. You know, playing on a bad team, and obviously, you know, he he was yeah, he was he was my quarterback, and he, from a stats point of view, had a great season. So that that's an interesting kind of thought process there about picking perhaps a starter who you think is god awful, but actually they're just going to throw it out and they're going to get theirs as you know you guys like to say. So yeah, Um, in terms of the established quarterbacks are there any that you might shy away from or think they may not be great this year
0: well I've said my opinion about Lamar Jackson and Kirk Cousins I don't think I have to go too much more into that I would be wary about a quarterback who suddenly peaks when we've seen what they look like before in the past and just see if the everything can continue I'm more keen to take a player like a Pat Mahomes or a Russell Wilson over a Josh Allen for this season or or Deshaun Watson though again his situation is kind of precarious just to be able to see what's going on i, I think J- josh allen could potentially slide back this season but I, I i think given the system that he's been in and the coaching system that he's been in i think it's more likely that he's just going to continue to be at a very very good pace but i wouldn't be shocked if he slid i wouldn't be shocked if matt ryan slid this season when you have him with his first season and god knows how long without julio jones i don't think that tom brady is going to slide I'm, I'm just not even kind that of like <laughs> Well I think you may have uh Ryan Tannehill slide a little bit this true season Just Although, because even though he's got Julio Jones, it's a different type of car true. than Corey Davis is. I think he's more likely gonna be the same or better, honestly though.
1: Right, because they, they're a run heavy team, so I think even if he does take a step back, which I which I agree, I, I think I think with Ryan Tannehill, he's almost somewhere in the middle because when you look at he was at the Dolphins, you know, when he was at the Dolphins he was Again, he was—he's pretty rubbish. He got and hit then, by that Adam GaSe problem, right? And then he goes to Tennessee, and is almost sort of too good to be true. And you're like, "Well, what is it?" And I sort of think he is somewhere in the middle. And he's—he benefits from a system that, obviously, you know, they have Derrick Henry, and they—they—they they, they do have—they have a good defense, and they just have a very well balanced team. So he yeah. can kind of operate within that. He doesn't have to do too much. Although one thing we haven't talked about is obviously. New Orleans and the news about Jameis Winston starting, like what are your thoughts on that, Jameis Winston?
0: My thoughts are that it's not news because it looked (laughs) obvious (laughs) throughout (laughs) the entire preseason it was gonna be Jameis Winston. Fake news. I'm really, really, uh, no, I won't call it fake news because (laughs) fake news implies that that there wasn't a competition to begin with. I just think that Jameis Winston just dominated the competition. Mm. I thought he was that much better than Taysom Hill and I'm excited to see what happens when you take a Heisman Trophy winning quarterback Who is a number one overall pick in the draft, who showed that he has the capability of throwing for a lot of yards and a lot of touchdowns, and put him into a system where he's got a renowned coach for working with an all-time great quarterback and see what can happen. The only concern that I have with that system is we'll see when Michael Thomas can come back. Yeah. I mentioned before I got Michael Thomas in the 18th round of the draft that I was in. We'll see if he comes back by week six or seven or if he comes back mm-hmm. later than that. Regardless, yeah. I drafted him because he's going to be a playoff <laughs> player for that team. Right. I'm ecstatic to see what Jameis Winston can do because I think he could be the disruptor to be able to knock Brady around a little bit.
1: I, I actually agree. I I think Jameis Winston could again be a sleeper pick, like in in fantasy, but also just in the league this year. I I think it, it, again it, it's kind of boom or bust. I think he could be amazing because you're right. It will be interesting to see how he works with Sean Payton because on talent we saw we did. I mean, didn't one season he threw he threw for like five thousand two hundred yards or something? It, it was the year. Maybe it was the year when he did thirty for thirty, but. I uh, think he you know, did throw for five thousand uh, yeah, yards. Yeah, I'm and, not and, sure. And as you say, he's got the talent. He throws for a bunch of yards. He's got the arm talent, and now he's he's finally working with a coach who is renowned for working with an all-time great, as you say. And, and he got that LASIK surgery. An offensive <laughs> right got that. So I agree. I think I think Jameis Winston could be really good for he New Orleans. He threw
0: for 5,100 yards last season. Uh, James as in, in through for fifty one hundred. Like his last season in Tampa yeah, Bay. Yeah, yeah, his last season in Tampa yeah. Bay. Sorry, I mean sorry, not last season. This season in Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, you're right. I think they could be a disruptor in that division. I sort of agree with you. It wasn't really news because I'm like, Taysom Hill isn't a quarterback. Like he, he's he's uh, this kind of. I don't I don't mean this to sort of downgrade him, but he is this kind of gimmicky flash play that that comes on and does something that surprises people. And that's why he works in that game plan of Sean Payton. When I say he's not a quarterback, I just mean that he's not in that offense with Sean Payton. He's done yeah, yeah. a lot of things like he's caught passes. He's <laughs> run out of the backfield. He's done the, you know, I would love to and... see
0: him tra- to transition to something closer to what Julian Edelman did. Because yeah. it's clear he has a really amazing talent when he's on the field. But I think it's when you when you don't have to defend a deep pass it becomes really, really easy to be able to your game plan around, okay, we're going to defend the short and mid. And that's where I think his, his limitations are going to go. I want to just talk very briefly about one scenario that has been developing over the past 24 hours and then leave quarterbacks at that once we're done talking about that. But the Philadelphia quarterback situation is kind of burning up right now because you've got Jalen Hurts that's been doing well and yeah, they, they just, just traded for Gar- Gardner Minshew. That's it, Gardner Minshew. And they've got Joe Flacco on that team too. So you've got... Joe I Flacco, feel, come, on. Like, come I, on. I know, mate. but he, you, <laughs> ha- you have a...
1: You have a <laughs> I'm sorry. You, I ha- I, okay, you, go, you finish and then I'm gonna... I'm gonna I'm, no, yeah. I'm not
0: seriously putting Joe Flacco in that conversation, but you do have three players with a lot of starting uh, experience on that roster. And the thing that I feel for is you have Jalen Hurts, who in every place that he's been to now, or every major team he's been to, he's been in a situation where they've kind of looked to see if the grass is greener. He like. took an Alabama team to the national championship and halfway through the game, when he was struggling for, let's say, for the first time all season, they put two in his place. He went to Oklahoma and he was a Heisman Trophy finalist. Yeah, He got drafted in the second round to a team that had Carson once already, so it's like, okay, we're having you and we're going to kick the tires on you, and finally it looks like he's going to get a shot, now they're trading for Gardner Minshew to be able to see what happens. I I feel for Jalen Hurts, because I think he is one of those talents that deserves to get a fair shot in a decent amount of time. I don't know if it's a full season, I don't know if it's the first half of the season to be able to see what works. The only thing that I want to speak on that is I wonder if a lot of these issues are happening because of locker room issues we haven't heard anything negative about Jalen Hurts yet okay. but if coaches are so willing to just move on from Jalen Hurts and it's not necessarily just an on the field situation you want to wonder why people are so willing to do that I personally am rooting for him okay but it's one of the things that I thought of yesterday when this trade happened
1: do you not think maybe they traded for Gardner Minshew because it was a good deal and maybe they need three quarterbacks and maybe they're like well Joe Flacco isn't well, they the answer a Nick... backup or
0: it, it could be that he's not the answer a backup but they had Nick Mullins on the team and they released him okay. when they traded well, for Gardner Minshew but,
1: but Gardner Minshew is well he has been a starter more recently f-
0: and, and Nick Waterster. Mullins was a starter last season
1: well okay yeah but that was okay yeah fair enough but, but Gardner Minshew I think it, I,
0: I mean maybe they just couldn't resist the stash <laughs>
1: we're well, going back to like Joe Flacco. I mean, he—he's one of the quarterbacks since I moved to this country that I, th- I thought. I, I mean, I'm just going to say this. I thought he was utter garbage, like <laughs> for his whole career. I mean, they won a Super Bowl not because of him, but because of no. the balance of their team. Yeah, and it's start- still I mean, on that There team. are two quarterbacks since I've been in this country who I'm staggered that people like the, him and Eli Manning's the other one. And we obviously don't need to go into that. But that'll be later. Joe, Joe, Joe Flacco, I just think is rubbish are you like, saying he's uh,
0: not an elite quarterback
1: no and he I, in my mind he never has been and he never was like even when they were even when the Ravens were doing well even when they won the Super Bowl people were saying oh you know he, he had a good run in the Super Bowl but, but they didn't win because of him like he he was a kind of effect Super Bowl MVP which, well yeah but they always give it to a quarterback
0: most of the time not Malcolm Smith
1: well uh, yeah yeah and what who, who did he play for again I oh the remember. Seattle Seahawks oh okay yeah yeah fair enough um, so I, I mean I, I don't know I just I never understood what it was with Joe and uh, Joe Flacco has this cannon of an arm and again I don't know whether this is this throwback to a bygone era of American football where people just fall in love with you know the, the the sort of long ball and like this guy who throws it a million miles even though he's actually rubbish but that's all he can do like but anyway so Joe Flacco just just get out of here. I mean the idea that he he, <laughs> he shouldn't really be in the league I mean I, like I don't. But anyway, um, so to me, I'm like, well, then God. I mean, God. I, I don't. I understand why they 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 went for Gardner Minshew because if he could come in and be a viable backup, or if Jalen Hurts isn't the answer, they could be Gardner Minshew start because he has shown that he can be effective. Although the, again, there's something about Jacksonville quarterbacks that is just they're just so hit and miss. You don't like with Blake Bortles that we talked about that. It's like they're amazing one day and god awful the next. And there's no middle line. There's no kind of consistency where you just want someone to, I don't want to say like game manage, but just be okay every, every week. And don't them don't, don't be crap. Right, there we go. So, like Joe Flacco. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, with that being said, my beer is empty. And I think. Mine that's is almost g- empty? Almost empty. Um, I think that's a good place to end today. It's
1: a great place to end, and uh, yes, time for a refill.
0: Time for a refill. Thank you for listening today, and we'll look forward to talking to you all next week. Cheers. Cheers.